Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tavin Diller Podcast, Season 1, Episode 8. You know, there's these uh, podcasts, uh, many a podcast are afoot, as they say. There are many, many podcasts out there. Some of the podcasts get upwards, you know, oh, episode 200, episode 313, whatever kind of thing. We had episode 8, feel like a lot to me. I'm pretty proud of it. Well, here we are. I mean, I ain't done episode 8. This is the beginning of it. So, like, you just on a very front end episode 8 is the way to look at it. My name's Town Dillard. Uh, I mow them lawns. <clears throat> I live in Chancellor Park. There's a podcast. So, it's like a radio show. you using your ears to listen. But your eyes, I don't know what you see right now. I don't know if you're in a dork and you can't see nothing because them lights are off. Or I don't know, maybe you're on a jogging trail. Or maybe you're on a, on a walking trail. Maybe you in a car driving to work. Maybe you drive a truck across the country and you in a truck right now. Maybe you in line for a ribbon cutting at a new ice cream store in town. And maybe the line's a little longer than you thought, but you know they're doing them giveaways on them grand opening, so you you bound to wait because you ain't paying nothing once you get in there because they're giving away for free, so you ready to wait. Well, if this is your first time, you know, tuning in to the podcast, this is, this is a Tavin Dillard podcast. So I'm Tavin Dillard, and then I just call it a podcast because that's what it is. So... You could go back to episode one. Like I said, this is the eighth one, and we just at the front end here, but there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, you know your numbers. If you know your numbers, like you, you're pretty good at remedial counting, <clears throat> then you can figure out, hey, you got seven other ones you can go listen to, and then you might be to the front of that ice cream ribbon cutting line by the time you get you know, uh, to episode eight, like this and I here. So uh, we'll be waiting on you if you want to go catch up. If you don't, that's fine. Welcome. Uh, I'm just walking through the softball season in town. That's what I've been doing, basically, the, the whole podcast. I play for Bud's Burger shit. I mean, we got uniforms and everything, so it's like real, real, real. We ain't chest naked, uh, not now and how. So I'd say we're well on what they call the upswing. Like, we got uniforms now. We got hats. Um, just last week, we got hats. So now, if you, if you look, there'll be a link in the show notes on this podcast, and you click that link. It'll take you to that stuff. If you want a Burger Shed hat or Burger Shed uniform, which is a shirt, but it's our, it's what we wear for the game, so we call it our uniform. And then, or a hoodie. We got them hoodies. And I'm giving a discount code in, in them show notes. So if you check out that uh, discount code there, uh, you get 10% off whatever you order if you're looking for some gear. And there's other stuff, too. But, you know, I spend most of my podcast trying to give updates on the Burger Shed. So uh, I'm just telling you about that, that gear. But you get on there, you get a discount on any of that other stuff that you see at that link. So that's how that work. Um, so we all on the same page, as they say in Spain. I don't know how they say nothing in Spain, truth be told. I just came out with that just now, like off the top of my head. But I'll tell you about our season. Uh, things are looking up. Why, Tavin? Because we won. That's it. That's sports, y'all, right there. When you don't win, you start to look for fake wins. You know about that? Well, we really executed with men on base tonight, and if we continue, dot, dot, dot. No, you didn't. If you executed with men on base, you would have pushed more fellas across home plate than the other team. You didn't really execute. You kind of executed kind of thing. 
right? You know, they say these things like, well, it's looking better. And that's what me. You go back and listen to the podcast. Them first four games that we lost, we was 0 and 4, y'all guys. Oh, that's no wins. Four, that's losses. So you do look for things like, oh, this week we got shirts. We ain't chest naked. Like that was a win. Oh, this week we fielded a, a full team. You know, Dems wins. But then you got to get to the point where you're actually trying to compete out there. And hey, y'all, we there. That's right. That's what I said. We are there. We are in it now. We in the mix. We competing. But yeah, those folks that just say, oh, you, you know, Make an excuse. Well, our pitching's looking sharper. It's adult softball league, people. There ain't sharp pitching. You just lob that thing up there like a sponge in a bucket. What needs to be sharp, though, is your fielding. You know, you got to catch the ball. You got to stop that ball. You got to throw that ball to first base, get them outs, and then you move on like that. So we on the upswing because we won not one, but two games in a row. That's what we call a win streak. Which, I mean, it's the smallest win streak you can. No, I guess one in a row. That's a win streak. So we doubled a one-game win streak. I mean, if you're doing the math. It's only two games we won all season, too. We lost in four, like I said. So you can imagine a couple weeks back when we was 0-4, how bleak it might have looked. We were figuring some stuff out. Like I said, they painted the new concession stand this week at the fields. It's just lumber color until this week. Now it's light blue. Reason it's painted is because it's brand new. Reason it's brand new is because Mary Beth Tucker burned down the old one a few weeks back trying to do s'mores by bringing in a propane tank to a tiny wooden building and lighting marshmallows on fire. You can say Mary Beth has some real forward thinking with trying to branch away from just the hot dog snow cones and Skittles, but there's a reason that one saying is so famous. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Do s'mores at a camp out, you know? Do that at home. Don't get all involved and messy at the softball fields. She's really asking folks to cook their own food, which you think they should get a discount for if they got to do the work that way. She gave them a stick, but they had to lean over the counter and get that marshmallow over the fire that she set, you know, inside the concession stand. The whole idea behind the concession stand food is that you can get it quick. You can go back to watching the game that you came there to watch or play in the game that you came there to play. Ain't nobody got time to cook their food. Except like little kids, maybe, but then you got a whole nother problem trying to have a kid cook something over an open fire. So that burned down the old concession stand. They cleared that spot's what they did, and they put a new little building there. And it's been there for a couple weeks now, but this was the first week since it got painted. See, like I said last week, it's just that lumber color. So it's looking good, smells good. I'd rather have fresh paint smelled than that old fire smell. Even though they cleared the spot, you know, it's still that smoky ground where that other stand had smoldered. But that stink is going away. And in case you wondered, they can't do s'mores in there no more. Maybe that's obvious to you, but it wasn't a Mary Beth. Kid you not, she actually said to the city council, uh, so next time we do s'mores, and they cut her off at the meeting. She'd already said too much. And they told her in no uncertain terms that there will be no s'moring around at the concession stand. Well, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And tonight we is down a player before the game even started. Right, you think we're starting off this game, con uh, concession stands back, uh, distraction-free, we ready to show up, play our game. Play Bud's Burger Shed game. We playing the game, we skilled to play. We the team that's on a two-game win streak. We riding high. We steady focused. But we lost a player before the game even started. Do you even need to guess the name? Here's the deal. You might be thinking you may be 
might be thinking Brody Childers since he's borderline reliable. But since we won two in a row, he seemed to want to be there now more. You know, you know how it is. Winning will do that to folks. So he's like, oh, we we, we doing good. I got to be there kind of. So it ain't Brody Childers. And so if it ain't Brody Childress, then it's, you guessed it, Myron Curtis. Now Myron decided to have a jawbreaker before the game. If you're going to have one before or after the game's a good call, not during the game. So I commend Myron for at least not doing it during the game. You could choke on one of them so hard. A jawbreaker ain't no, it ain't no toy, y'all guys. A jawbreaker don't even sound nice the way they, they made the name. The thing with Myron is that he got one of them biggins. They just shy of being as big as a tennis ball. You know, you get them usually on vacation, so like you at Gatlinburg or Branson, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that jawbreaker, that's that's what I want like that. Somehow that's just on your radar and you, you get one or whatever. I don't know where Myron, he ain't been on vacation this week, so I don't know where he got that thing from. But, I mean, if you manage to get that in your cheek, you're drooling like a baby. And that jawbreaker wedged your mouth open in a way where that drool just spilling out. You know, them big old jawbreakers, what I'm talking about. That's what Myron had before the game. And when you pop that whole wet jawbreaker out and you catch it in your hand, it's bleeding colors, and you don't want to hold that sloppy, wet, dense sphere of sweetness. So you pop it back in your mouth and repeat. And that's basically the jawbreaker process. Am I right? I mean, you been there? Those things is a mess. I mean, they look pretty good in the package, but other than that, boy, no thank you. Giant jawbreakers are only a good idea. But they are an awful reality. I mean, think about it. Nobody has a picture of somebody eating a jawbreaker on the package of a jawbreaker because nobody would buy that. It looks like some form of punishment. You know, you can't smile if you want to because your mouth is wedged open and you're drooling like a faucet. I guess you could smile with your eyes, but I digress because they ain't use people to sell jawbreakers. They're using jawbreakers to sell jawbreakers. I mean, you know how like when you're a little kid and you, you, you hook your fingers in the side of your cheeks and you pull your cheeks out like you're trying to do some big crazy smile and how that just stretched into your mouth and it's so tight? Well, that's what the jawbreaker do to one side of your mouth. It ain't, it ain't fun. I mean, it's work. Like you steady working over there. Like when I get a piece of candy or some sort of dessert, I ain't trying to have to put in more effort. You know, to where I feel like I'm going to be sore later. I'm going to need to ice my mouth down or my jaw or whatever. So I don't know. The other thing that you do with a jawbreaker, which leads me to Myron Curtis anyway, is that you try and bite the jawbreaker to get into like a little more manageable, like a bite-sized piece. I think breaking a jawbreaker and breaking a bowling ball is basically the same approach. You drop it off something really high, and then you stand back. But of course, if you do that, you're going to lose the jawbreaker because, you know, that's something you put in your mouth. Like, you don't you don't eat bowling balls, so if you drop it and break it, and that's what you're trying to do for whatever reasons, I don't know. That's a whole different story why you're breaking a bowling ball, but uh, that's one thing. But you're breaking something like food or candy you're going to put in your mouth, well, then you lose, and if you drop it high and, and, and you know, it's exploding on concrete or whatever, you probably don't want to chase that down and, you know, put it in your mouth kind of thing. So that's the dilemma, right? We can't break it that way. So I, why aren't jawbreakers still around? Does anybody know that answer? Something to think about. Even the name's unpleasant. Like I said, oh, this breaks my jaw? Thank you. Sign me up. The jawbreaker people have to be laughing all the way to the bank. We don't need to show folks how to use it. We just got to make it rock hard, big as a softball, and put speckled colors on it. And for some reason, adults and kids alike will be drawn to it. And somehow, they are right. Myron Curtis sure was tonight. And I don't know about y'all guys, but they don't really taste that good. You think about it. 
It's like the like like basic like 1830 candy taste. Just kind of it's a little sweet, but there's no real flavor. It's not tart. It's not sour. It's like none of them fun flavors. It's just to kind of call. It's like basic candy. He's working anyways. Martin Curtis, he's working on that jawbreaker maybe half an hour before the game, drooling, gagging, spitting it out, catching it, repeating, and then he decided to bite it and try to break this thing down. Well, one of them back teeth and his face broke off. Now, Myron, he ain't a baby. Sure, he had Mary Beth Tucker put a Band-Aid on a tiny scratch before, but that was more because he's dating her and they flirting and all that, like, oh, I got a little owie, can you help me out kind of thing, which I thought was ridiculous. But anyways, he ain't crying or nothing. He actually trying to solve the problem, which is what you, what you want to do when you got a problem. It ain't one of his strengths, though, but he's been around enough to know how, you know, to, to solve problems. So he got part of his tooth in his hand. Imagine if you will. And he walk over to that light blue concession stand. He already in his uniform and his cleats and his sweatpants. He ready for the game. And he asked Mary Beth Tucker for a couple paper towels. He put that jawbreaker in one paper towel, set it on the concession stand counter like Attaway. He shoved his tooth shard in his front sweatpant pocket, and he jammed that other paper towel in the back of his mouth to dry off that broke tooth part. You see what's happening here? So he's drying that thing, and then asked Mary Beth for some super glue. Come again? He asked Mary Beth for some super glue. Of course, she had some, actually, because she uses it to put her on, on her warts and also... Holds on her side view mirror, her Chevy Colorado that got clipped by a mule deer. And she hand that over to Myron. And he pulled that tooth out his pocket, that little tooth shard, with one hand. And he squirts super glue on the tooth. A very generous amount, I might add. I mean, you don't have to squeeze super glue that hard, but he did. And it steady came out of that thing, out of that little tube. Now, I don't know if Mary Beth wasn't thinking anything at all. Or if Myron sounded so convincing that he had her mesmerized. Because normally if you see somebody super gluing a broke tooth and you know that teeth belong in mouths, then you think, hey, maybe you shouldn't have super glue in your mouth. You know, for a healthy number of reasons. But he's steady working on that thing. So he's getting that little shard and he's super gluing. And I don't know where she think he's going to stick it uh, other than in his mouth. You know, why else would you super glue that? But, you know, I think when, when you ain't got a category, you just in the moment, you're just watching it, you know, and like a deer in headlights. You're just like uh, steady looking at this thing. So you're thinking, well, he ain't going to do this because it don't make no sense. Well, he did. Nobody stopped Myron, not even himself. And he jammed that tooth up against the other half that was still in his head, back there in the back of his head. So in his mouth at that moment was his hand, a paper towel, half a tooth covered in super glue. You getting the picture? So he pulls his hand out and most of that paper towel, but some of that paper towel got stuck back there on that tooth he's trying to mend. And as you well know, your tongue's in your mouth. And I don't know if Myron didn't think to move his tongue out the way or if there just wasn't any place in his mouth for his tongue to hide, but he super glued his tongue to that broke tooth in the back of his head. His eyes get wide. He points at his mouth, and somehow that's enough for Mary Beth Tucker to know that his tongue is all stuck back there, like he glued it you know, next to his tongue. So I don't know. You think about that. Think about putting your tongue like in the back you know, of your mouth, uh, touching them, them big teeth, you know, them adult teeth that ain't supposed to come out, uh, with your tongue, and then it stay there. Okay, so he can't. If you say stick your tongue out at me, Myron, he ain't gonna do it. 
because it can't go forward. It can't go front ways. It's stuck. It glued back there to that tooth. So she reached under the counter for hydrogen peroxide. They got all kind of first aid stuff at the fields. Probably just as flammable as a propane tank, now that I think about it. I ain't sure, but they got like a bee sting kit. Wasper spray, dirt dauber detox, skeeter spray, all kind of band-aids, anti-venom, aspirin, you name it. So she told Myron to gargle with the peroxide. That's what she told him. She said it'd help his tongue come loose, but it didn't. Myron pulled that tooth loose, and it took off a bit of his tongue. So, I mean, it's a whirlwind, y'all guys. Just a minute ago, he was sticking stuff in his mouth now not that long later he's pulling stuff out and more than he bargained for a bit a little bit of his tongue it's just a little layer let's be honest you know how your tongue gets when you go too fast on a bowl of hot chicken noodle soup well this is way worse than that myron got a little wobbly at that point i don't blame him i would too you know how you just expecting something like you thinking okay i got a little problem here i'm gonna work it out but then it take a turn for the worse and you're like whoa didn't expect that kind of thing so he's wobbly and he was down he could not play tonight he ended up laying down on a tailgate of rusty tidwell's truck a couple foul balls almost hit him tonight and he was unfazed i mean wasn't his priority you know not his concern he was just steady trying to recover you know just part of it you're just thinking through everything you just did why in the world what was i thinking like where did i go wrong and i think it doesn't take long to start recapping that story to say right there's where you went wrong I right, let's start with the jawbreaker you know, and then, okay, you broke a tooth. Don't go ask for, he ain't asking for super glue. Surely he ain't. Oh, he asked for super glue. And then, I mean, you see, you can basically see the cause and effect from there, but I'm sure he was re replaying that. A lot of mouth trauma, no doubt. So we had to play some softball uh, with the rest of the team. We was down a man, like I said, and the hardest hit I got tonight was off my shin in the third inning. I felt it the next day, too. I scored two times, though. Russell Tucker, Rusty Tidwell were both making good contact, and they both hit behind me. So yeah, I'm crossing home plate thanks to those fellas. You know, I get on maybe first base, and I ain't on there long because I'm still second, and then they hit me home. So it felt pretty good at the beginning. Like, okay, we, we can maybe overcome this adversity that we experienced right before the game with uh, Myron's jawbreaker uh, circus, whatever. There's some sloppy plays, though, for us in the field tonight. And so, I like, I even made, I, I overran a grounder in the outfield and ended up turning a single into a triple for the other team. I got queasy easily. Yeah, I just do. I get queasy if I see, you know, I get grossed out pretty pretty easily. And I think Myron's jawbreaker just kind of got in my head a little bit. You know, he over there laying on the tailgate of Rusty Tidwell's truck, you know, thinking through everything. And I'm in the outfield rethinking because we all seen it. Y'all guys, we was all there. So, uh, you know, it's a couple things. Yeah, we're down a man, but the man that's down kind of got in everybody's head with this gross, just whole spectacle he pulled off before the game. Put it this way, anyway, by the end of the game, we was a little better softball team this week than Myron Curtis is a dentist. Not much better, but we did play to a 5-5 tie, and that's it. So we played down one player and did not lose. So now we're 2, 4, and 1. So you add that 1 at the end because the last number is for ties. If there's three numbers, you know that last one's if you didn't win, you didn't lose. 2, 4, and 1, that's us. Not bad, though. Not bad at all. I got a cherry snow cone after the game. If you want a sweet treat, that'll also cool you off. Not like no jawbreaker, which will just get you worked up and possibly lead to an injury. What kind of injury, Tavin? Oh, I don't know. Tooth, mouth, jaw, you name it. Gross. But like any week, we hope everybody is better for next week because that's the big thing. It's like we got to get ready and keep winning. We 2-4-1. We still on a road. The thing is, we ain't walking away from the field losers.
right? I mean, Myron lost some tongue, but he didn't even play the game. The game, the softball game, Bud's Burger Shed did not lose. So we don't feel like it's a complete, you know, backtrack to how we are losing ways when we was 0-4. But uh, definitely we got to regroup this week, and Myron's going to have to tend to that tongue. I don't know if he's going to miss no work or how that's going to work. I think he's just a little wobbly, you know, right when it happened. But anyways, he might have a quiet week ahead of him. I don't know how much talking he can do with that tongue situation. That's where we are, y'all guys. I mean, it's it, we in November now. If you listen to it right when I post this podcast, and I well, we cranking along here two, four, and one. I'm excited. Like I said, if you want like any of this gear, uh, I, I'm I've been so I, it's been a hoot to get this new gear and wear it. You, I mean, you just feel like a team. And the way I see it, y'all guys on my team. So if you want any of that gear, check the link in uh, the show notes there, and then uh, you got a coupon code I'm, I'm giving you that you get discount. Uh, and that's how we're going to do that. And I'm telling y'all, if if you ain't gone after a giant jawbreaker this week and tried to put a hurting on it and break a tooth and super glue your tongue to the back of your mouth, you're having a pretty good week, the way I look at it. I sure do. And I thank you for joining me here. Hey, don't worry about Myron. I mean, sometimes, you know, you school of hard knocks, you heard of that? PhD. That's all I'm going to say. But we're going to get back out there next week. That's where we are. I do also appreciate y'all rating this podcast and leaving a comment. Let's me know because, you know, it's like uh, on my TikTok videos, people comment and I comment back. But on a podcast, I don't know what people think. Uh, but apparently, you're listening to it right now because you're hearing this. So if you could leave a comment or rate it, that goes a long way. Then I'm like, hey, maybe I should do another one and another one kind of thing. That kind of stuff goes a long way. So if you're liking this, just let me know. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I hope you have a great day or a great evening, depending on, you know, where you're listening. And until then, y'all take care, and we'll see you next time.